Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So I have a short letter for you today from Vigano. It was published on Marco Tosati's website and doesn't seem, at least at the time that I'm producing this, to have made the rounds yet among the English-speaking Catholic world. So this is some news for you. Um, in short, he received a – Marco Tosati had a letter that was given to Archbishop Vigano, and he is responding to that letter publicly here through his blog. Now, the question was, essentially, what do we Christians do, given the state of things? And his answer, well, the letter is called, what to do? Tell the truth. Speak as Christians. So, without further ado. Dear Tosati, I read with interest the appeal that Big Shot addressed to me on the pages of Stilum Curiae, since it addresses a very serious question that is rightly in the hearts of many of your readers and of great concern to them, I hasten to give an answer. The response, which immediately comes to my soul, is the one we find in the gospel. Keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. See Matthew chapter 24, verse 44. We must be prepared, not only for the coming of the Son of Man, but also for the trials that will precede it, which will oblige us to choose which side we are on, either with Christ or against him. It is true that whoever watches the wind never sows, and whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. See Ecclesiasticus chapter 11, verse 4. It is equally true that the time available to us does not permit us to wait for the world, the wind to die down, or the clouds that darken the church to be dispelled. If we want to sow a little good and reap its fruit, with the grace of God we can act like the prudent virgins, waiting with lighted lamps for the coming of the bridegroom holding the lamps of faith and the Holy Mass, the sacraments and prayer. The foolish virgins, who did not take care to keep their lamps filled with the oil of the life of grace and virtue, will too late discover that they are unable to go and meet the Lord who comes. Another important thing is to know how to decipher what is happening in this historical moment. We must learn to know and evaluate the facts, not only taken in themselves as individual tesserae, but also in their placement in the overall mosaic, which permits us to discover the entire design in the light of faith. For decades now, we have heard inflated words that have emphasized only a generic eschatological dimension of existence, neglecting preaching about the last things. This has certainly not prepared us to face the final trial, and has left us unprepared to defend ourselves from the enemy even completely unable to recognize him and his underhanded deceptions. With firm determination, we must oppose the empty phrases of those who seek to surround us with the eternal words of the word of God, with the politically correct discourses of the foolish virgins crash against. According to some, the vision of the gospel is a simplistic vision that horrifies those who, loving the world and its false and hypocritical mentality, cannot love the Lord the blazing truth who admits of no exceptions, divisive just as light compared to darkness and as good compared to evil. Let us learn to call things by their name with simplicity and calmness. Let us stop following for the sake of living quietly, 
the illusions of those who speak to us of tolerance and acceptance only when it comes to making room for error and vice. Let us stop using their magic words like dialogue, solidarity, and freedom, which conceal the adversary's deception and veil the exploitation, tyranny, and persecution of dissenters. We are Christians, so let's speak the language of Christ. Let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. See Matthew chapter 5, verse 37. We are at war with an enemy who even wants to decide the weapons with which we are able to resist him. We have allowed him to penetrate to the point of profaning our altars, our sacraments, and the most holy Eucharist. The rules have been imposed on us in order to shamelessly favor the opposing side. The time has come for us to refuse to accept this obscene invasion and the way in which the enemy makes impossible any efficacious action on our part to drive him out. The first thing to do is to be aware that we are at war with the world, the flesh, and the devil. In this war, we cannot remain neutral. We cannot ignore it. And even less can we take sides with the enemy. We find ourselves in the absurd situation in which our own commander himself appears to refuse to guide us. It even seems that he flirts with our adversary, pointing a finger at us as enemies of concord and fomenters of schism, while our generals ally themselves with the opponent and order their troops to lay down their weapons. It is apparent that without the help of God, all hope fails. And yet we must fight. We must be ready. We must keep our lamps alight and our loins girt. Certain that together with Christ we have already conquered. All that we can do, prayer, especially the Holy Rosary, faithfulness to the duties of our state and life, responsibility toward the people entrusted to our care, the witness of faith and charity, social commitment, all of this must be carried out as is possible for each one of us, in accordance with what providence has disposed for each of us. Let us allow ourselves to be guided by the Lord with total trust, and we will understand what is required of us, day by day, moment by moment. Along with Big Shot, I again take up the beautiful prayer, universal prayer of Clement IX. Make me prudent in planning, courageous in danger, patient in adversity, humble in prosperity. May I learn from you how fragile are the things of earth, how great are the things of heaven, how brief what happens here on earth is, and how enduring is that which is in eternity. Signed, Carlo Maria Vigano. So in closing, instead of my own thoughts, I'm going to offer you this quote from Fulton Sheen's A Plea for Intolerance. If you want to hear the full thing, I ha- it was one of the first essays by Fulton Sheen that I ever recorded for this channel. All you got to do is go to that search bar and type in Fulton Sheen, A Plea for Intolerance, and you'll find my video on it. But I'll try to remember to put a link to the, uh, to the video itself in the pinned comment. Anyway, here's that excerpt. Another evidence of the breakdown of reason that has produced this weird fungus of broad-mindedness is the passion for novelty, as opposed to the love of truth. Truth is sacrificed for an epigram, and the divinity of Christ for a headline in the Monday morning newspaper. Many a modern preacher is far less concerned with preaching Christ and him crucified than he is his popularity with his congregation. A want of intellectual backbone makes him straddled the ox of truth and the ass of nonsense, paying compliments to Catholics because of their great organization, and to the sexologists because of their honest challenge to the youth of this generation. 
Bending the knee to the mob and pleasing men rather than God would probably make them scruple at ever playing the role of a John the Baptist before a modern Herod. No accusing finger would be leveled at a divorce or one living in adultery. No voice would be thundered in the ears of the rich, saying with something of the intolerance of divinity, It is not lawful for you to live with your brother's wife. Rather, we would hear, Friend, times are changing. The acids of modernity are eating away the fossils of orthodoxy. If your noble sex urge to self-expression finds its proper stimulus and response in no one but Herodias, then in the name of Freud and Russell, accept her as your lawful wife, to have and to hold until sex do ye part. Belief in the existence of God, in the divinity of Christ, and in the moral law are considered passing fashions. The latest thing in this new tolerance is considered the true thing, as if truth were a fashion, like the hat, instead of an institution, like a head. At the present moment, in psychology, the fashion runs towards behaviorism, as in philosophy it runs towards temporalism, and that it is not objective validity which dictates the success of a modern philosophical theory is borne out by the statement a celebrated space-time philosopher of England made to the writer a few years ago, when he was asked where he got his system. From my imagination, he answered, Upon being challenged that the imagination was not the proper faculty for a philosopher to use, he retorted, It is if the success of your philosophical system depends not on the truth that is in it, but on its novelty. End quote. Again, you can find that video on my channel. Probably in the pinned comment, too, if I do remember to do it. In other words, we must speak the truth. Vigano is merely repeating, honestly, what Archbishop Sheen would probably be telling us today. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.